0: This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey there, this is Lesson 13 of the Equine Clicker 101 podcast on the Horse Radio Network. Trailer loading part one. Equine Clicker 101 is a podcast that takes you to the class to learn and practice clicker training for your horse. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. They are Jeffers Equine and Cavalor. This is Shauna Karish. In today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how to get started with trailer loading. This is uh we're going to get the part where a lot of times this is the trickiest part is getting the horse to the trailer and in the trailer and building that trust. So that's what we're going to work through today. A lot of times what people do, they ask me about where to buy clickers, side buckets, targets, etc. Well, you can go to my website. My website is ww on-target-training.com. So it is on target training with those two hyphens between. (laughs) And then the other thing for all your other horsey needs, you should go to Jeffers Equine. They have loads of prices or great prices on loads of things and lots of things to choose from. And speaking of Jeffers, why don't we learn all about Jeffers? Located in Dothan, Alabama, Jeffers was founded in 1975 by Dr. Keith Jeffers in order to provide local livestock owners with a reliable and more cost-efficient source for their supplies. Fast forward 40-plus years, and today, Jeffers has become a trusted source for equine, pet, and livestock supplies all across the United States, but they've not lost sight of the personal service that got them started all those years ago. You can still visit the Jeffers store in Dothan, or you can shop online at jefferspet.com, where you will find an astounding array of products for your equine habit, from quality tack, English and Western, to the supplies and healthcare products that you have come to depend on, as well as new and innovative lines to help your horse be his or her best. Visit them today at jefferspet.com. Welcome to the classroom. All right. Today, what we're going to do, as I kind of mentioned earlier, we're really going to focus on Getting the horse to the trailer, you know, it seems like where most people have the issues with trailer loading is they can't even get the horse near the trailer, you know, let alone close the divider, you know, or any of those pieces. So they, it's really is trying to build a better association with the trailer in general. Now there's a lot of things there's naturally, there's a lot of pieces to trailer trailer loading to look at. So we're going to break this into two episodes because It's too much for one episode. Frankly, I could probably do five episodes on trailer loading, but we're going to break it into two episodes. So this part is for that horse who either won't get near the trailer, doesn't like going in the trailer, gets stuck on the ramp, or sometimes even there's horses that'll do it, but they don't necessarily like it. So this, if we slow down and take these steps, it gives us a chance to build a better reinforcement history. Meaning they look at the trailer and they think, oh, actually I like the trailer. But the horse who doesn't like the trailer, looks at it and says, I don't like the trailer. (laughs) It's all about their association that they've built from their previous experiences. And remember, anything your horse does, basically everything besides reflexive behavior, is basically a choice. And they're going to choose a thing with the best reinforcement history. So they're going to either choose the th- they're either going to choose to do the thing they like or avoid the thing, whichever one has worked for them the best. So a horse who really wants to avoid the trailer, that has worked or been more reinforcing than the horse who likes to go to the trailer. That horse finds a trailer reinforcing and good things have happened. So we're going to work on rebuilding a good association with the trailer in general. Now, one of the things I really like to do when we're doing this part, because it is, I want full honesty from my horses. And so I like to do this at Liberty. I'm gonna tell you a little story. There was a place where I went and they had called me in to work with some horses and they needed to get the horses across country. So, well, halfway across the country. So they had six horses. And they were doing the clicker and the target. So they're using the positive reinforcement methods, but they're still asking them to load with the target. I mean, with the halter, I'm sorry. And so they said, these two horses are great. These two load great, but these four are showing some apprehension. So I said, okay. So I said, why don't we take the the trailer was in the arena so we could have them at liberty? I said, why don't we take their halters and lead ropes off and do each of them individually at liberty? And so we said, okay. So as we got started, it turned out the two best ones were actually the two worst ones. So while they loaded willingly and they did it and they were compliant. They didn't like it. So given the choice, they would rather not do it. So we want to be able, so I want that information because with positive reinforcement, we have a way to rebuild a different association. And when they're at Liberty like that, I can tell which part is the trouble spot. You know, is it the ramp? Or is it when we close a divider? Or is it when the trailer moves? Or is it, you know, so it gives me a lot more information. So everything I get from the horse, I really look at it all as information. Even if it goes wrong, you know, I mean, what I don't think there is a going wrong. There is not making mistakes. It's all information. So if it works, if we're going along and then we get, A result we weren't planning on, I just take that as information. Think, okay, I need to do something different in order to get closer to my me wanting to get a specific behavior. So really don't look at things as good and bad or right and wrong. Remember, it's all just information. So when those two horses chose not to get in the trailer, that was actually really valuable information to have. One of the horses that was traveling across country was 29 years old and he was going to have to stop. He couldn't ship for very long. He didn't have the core strength for that. So, I mean, he wasn't in, you know, great. He wasn't physically fit, you know, and he had a very long, back. And so we are going to have to stop. So on those stops, somewhere along the line, those two horses that really didn't like it, but were doing it for obedience sake, would probably have broken down somewhere. And if not, they wouldn't have loaded it one of the days on there. So as we took off the halter and lead ropes, that gave us the most information. And now we're being sure that the horse is choosing to do this. So I really encourage you to do that. If there's any way you can get your trailer into a safe place, you can even take like that electric, um, you know, electric fence posts, those little portable posts and put electric tape around it. You don't need to have it electric. Most horses know what the white tape is and you can have them, at liberty in that area and so it gives you a way to work them around the back of the ramp where they have lots of choice but it is they're they're free to kind of move within a certain distance so if you can create something like that it's you're going to be you're going to make the most progress the other thing that i find is really interesting a lot of times when horses have a choice they'll make the correct choice more often. So a horse that doesn't feel like he has a choice or trying to get it in the trailer and it has a halter lead rope, it feels like it's going to be trapped. And a lot of times they'll be worried about it. But when they learn, you mean I can get out? Then a lot of times they're more, they're more apt to get in because they know they can get back out if they want. So they realize it's their choice and it's very empowering, but it also helps them. It helps us to get more information and give us a chance to build up the correct reinforcement history. So that's what we want to work for or work towards if you can. So if we want to see if you can't get your, your trailer to a place where it can work your horse at Liberty, but I'm going to say sometimes it's not always the case that you can do that. So if you have to have a halter and lead rope on, you know, your trailer's in the back 40 and your horse isn't going to get anywhere near it, be sure not to use the halter and lead rope as pulling, but just as a limit. So, that I say, you have this much room. I get a nice long lead rope and say, you have this much room to move around. I'm not going to pull you or make you do anything. I'm just going to say, this is your room to move around. And that's uh, another way to do it, but it still can be as choice as you can. But remember, sometimes that, that halter, like in the case of those two horses, it actually had more history than we knew. You know, it didn't look like it was something that caused them, you know, any conflict or stress, but once you took it off, they're like, oh no, 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 no. So it was really, uh, it really kind of hid a lot of the information that we would like to have. So. Just keep that in mind. And of course, before you even get started doing any of these parts, it's best if you've done the clicker and the target and have taught a few of the fun behaviors like the stationary target or lifting your legs, some things that are choice that the horse has learned and become invested in this game and liking this game. Because again, if we take them right to something that's quite aversive right out of the bat, right out of the shoot with the training, a lot of times we can kind of poison the training where they think I don't really like to do the training. Cause we always go to that trailer, which I hate. So I don't really want to do the training. So we want to get, make sure they like the game. They're onto the game. They have a very strong reinforcement history with the trailer. And even the stationary target would actually be a great thing to do. Cause I'm going to use it today. So if you haven't, then go back to those early episodes. Like it's like the first four lessons I think that we do are cover the, some Liberty leading because trailering is leading and it covers the clicker. It covers a target, some stationary target, the uh, picking up their feet. So probably the four or five lessons in the beginning. So go back there, revisit those and get your horse on track with those things. If your horse is on track, we're going to continue forward. So I highly recommend that you go visit those a bit and build this, this part in. Cause remember this isn't really This is bigger than just teaching them to do something. This is actually starting to change emotionally how they feel about the training. And it helps us through these sticky spots because they start to really enjoy the game, period. So we have some pieces that make it a little more, helps to make them, help them to make the right decision. Okay. So what we're kind of assuming now, and I will tell you too, I had my horse bugs and I think this is really important. We're going to do very short and sweet sessions. And I had my horse bugs, and he really did not like the trailer. And if he was kind of coerced in any way, he actually could rear pretty quickly. So, what we did with that, when I recognized this, I realized, okay, so you need to learn to be trailer loaded. So, and I want you to be able to do it at liberty. where our trailer was in the back 40, and he hated the trailer. So, I had to do, like I said, have the halter and lead rope. We didn't have an arena that it was other people were using the arena so and it was full of jumps so it's not like I could take it in and just leave the trailer there for a few days so I had to work him out in the back 40 where the trailers were parked so I did use the halter and lead rope and what was kind of fun is I actually had a GoPro on him and a GoPro camera on me so we could record each other with our live cameras which I thought was really fun but it turned out that what I did I couldn't actually load him. Every single day. I couldn't even load him. I did. I spread this time. It was eight sessions total because I could go count now. I could count the minutes and I could count the amount of sessions. And it was spread out over months. Just other things were coming in and happening in my life at the time. And I couldn't do this as much as I liked. But it only took 40 minutes to go from, no, I don't want to lead. I'm not getting anywhere near the ramp. Till I will load at Liberty in the middle of uh, cross ties. And horses being around, he would load up, hold, I would close the butt bar, go up to the front, feed him. Then I could come back around, unhook the butt bar. He would wait and I could go and, and do the, uh, and, and he would just wait until I asked him to come back. It was only 40 minutes and eight sessions. So the first session was about 10 minutes. Every session after that was like three to five minutes. And so it was interesting. I had no idea because I didn't pay that much attention, but to add it up, it was really interesting. But if I went for, for 40 minutes straight, I never would have had that kind of progress. But when I went and did it in these, uh, in these little tiny sessions, we had something called latent learning, doing a lot of the work. So latent learning is, uh, Basically, it, it takes 12 to 24 hours for a new thought to form a permanent pathway. So when we teach our, give our horses a short session, we give them lots of positive reinforcement, and then we step away and let them process it. If we give them a little time, it actually gets stronger and better as we go. So really, I accredit the latent learning actually did most of the work for me. So letting them have time to sit on it is really a good thing. So don't feel like you need to get it all at any session, one session on anything. But I thought the trailer loading story was a great thing. And I actually included it in my trailer loading videos because it was. I was just so tickled to see the piece and you could see all of his progress. So we're going to utilize this latent learning because I think it is a uh, pretty important piece of the puzzle is letting it go a little bit. Okay. And you know, where I first learned about that was sea lions. I was teaching a sea lion, a backflip and I'm, and this is something that can take a year. It's very physically hard and takes a lot of skill to de- be developed on the sea lions part. And I had a long weekend and I can, and I'm the only one that would be working on this. This was my behavior and my sea lions to work with. And as I came back for my long weekend, my sea line was better, and so I started asking everybody. Did somebody? Did you work my? You know? Did you work the backflip? Did you? Work? Nobody did anything, and I thought it's so weird because it's so much better than when I left. And then it happened again. You know, a couple months later, I was doing something and again had a three day weekend and the behavior was way better. So nobody really had an answer for me. And I kind of kept researching until I discovered this latent learning and realized that there is a lot to letting us sit or sleep on it or process it. So utilize latent learning. Okay. So now let's get down to a little bit more of the brass tacks of trailer loading. So at this point in time, as I pointed out, your horse can look at the trailer and think, I hate the trailer. I hate the trailer. I don't want to go to the trailer. And a lot of times if we've had trailer loading issues and have gone about it in traditional ways and and still haven't had success, it's turned into, you know, this is not common to turn into a, you know, a 45 minute, you know struggle, you know, and it it just turned into this big ordeal that was for them quite frightening. And remember everything that our horses are afraid of, we have to kind of respect that it is their reality that this is fearful. So as much as we say, it's just a trailer, it's not that big a deal to them. It is very much a big deal. So we need to let them process and build and build it up in their time. So this is going to be something I want you to really be patient on through these early stages. So letting the horse make up their mind and make their decision is really important. And even if you have a horse who loads kind of, if you, you know, if you go to some techniques that are a little bit more old school and he will load, but it doesn't mean he likes it. It means he will load. And a lot of times this is a horse that won't get back on when going back home from the show or the clinic or whatever we've done. But it means that they're there really is still some concern there. When we take the halter and lead rope off, we're giving our horses a voice. And I'm gonna tell you that sometimes they say, oh, no, thank you. If I have a choice, I don't want to do this. Don't be discouraged. We have tools to change that and turn that around and make it more solid than it's ever been ever. And in the process, we're not only gonna be working on the trailer loading, we're gonna be building trust about other parts of their lives too. So we're going to get more than just the trailer loading as a byproduct. And this is just part of the positive reinforcement. So let's think first about what we can do for the horse. Of course, we don't always have choices of what we can do for the trailer loading and making the trailer a good thing or a positive thing or a pleasant thing, but we can If you do have a choice, try to make the trailer look as open, as bright as possible. Um, So that can do a lot to make it more inviting. If you have a walkthrough trailer, that's better than anything. But if we want to work on making it as as inviting and friendly and not feeling so dark and cavey so if you can possibly do that open the windows of course you want to be safe you don't want them running out the front door put up a chest bar or something so they you know so we're safe about these things but when they're at liberty really when they have a choice we really minimize their frantic kind of crazy decisions because they're like i'll just back out and leave so they can make sensible decisions but still Horses being horses, you know, we have to be cautious. So whatever you can do to make it inviting. A lot of times I found and make the, I found that if we use shavings, if they're used to shavings, this is a smell that can be familiar and not smelling so rubbery and foreign like trailers can do. It also can brighten it up and give them better footing. So consider that as well. Now we also have the quandary of, is it a ramp or is it a step up? Which do we like? Which does a horse like? And so if you have a ramp and you can, or even a step up, if you can back it to a place where it minimizes the degree of the ramp or the step up for the early training stages, it can do a lot to help make it more uh, inviting. One of the things I found early on when I, I did the first trailer loading, when I first started doing positive reinforcement with horses, I realized, wait a second, this actually isn't a loading problem because we're dealing with two horse trailers and straight loads. I realized this is actually an unloading problem. The horse isn't afraid of getting in. They're afraid of how to get out. You just see back feet like stabbing in the air. Like once they're in, then they lost their orientation and didn't know how to get out. So when we get our horses going in, we're going to take small steps to and teach them about getting a foot on the ramp or step up, a foot on the trailer, a foot off the trailer a foot on the trailer, foot off the trailer, two feet on the trailer, two feet off the trailer, two feet on the trailer, two feet off the trailer. This helps them practice the, the backing up and getting some orientation and the skill of going on as well as the skill of going off. And then we'll go three feet on, then three feet off or two feet off and then than all four feet on and all four feet off. So we're gonna build that up slowly so that they get confident in their backing out of the trailer. Even if you have a trailer like a, a slant load, sometimes some horses, especially bigger horses, it's not as easy for them to turn around. And so some horses are rather flexible and comfortable and they'll just turn around and out they go. And that's no big deal. But for some horses, it is actually kind of scary to make such a maneuver in the trailer. So, or it's a side that they're not as flexible on. So I always think teaching them to back out is a really good skill, regardless of if we think we can turn them around or not. So that's going to something that we're going to work on a bit in this early lesson, if we can get our horses close enough to the trailer to get them in. And then um, what else can we do to make it? So as I said, yeah, back it up. If you can find a little berm or somewhere that the slant is just slightly less uh, steep, you know, so it's not a bigger step, uh, whether it's a ramp or a step up, that can also be quite helpful. Okay, so I think we've covered those parts We always want to keep safety in mind We want to be as inviting and familiar as possible And we also, if you can have the, uh, the, the trailer in an arena That's a great way to go And frankly, some of the first parts we're going to work at If a horse looks at the trailer and says I hate the trailer And I don't want anything to do with the trailer The trailer predicts all these bad things that happen Then we And sometimes what I'll do is I won't take them up to the right in the back of the trailer. I'll walk around and do a circle where we get closer to the trailer. It's not necessarily what I do is I'm going to click and feed when they're closest to the trailer, but I'm not going to try to walk them straight into the open mall of the trailer, which may predict that's an old familiar scenario that they may by now, but maybe by now thinking, No, I don't like any of this. This looks like trouble that I remember. So instead, taking them for a walk that's a big circle, so they're approaching the side of the trailer, and then they walk past the ramp. I will click and feed as I'm closest to the ramp so that they start realizing when I'm open that, by that open mall, but they're not asking me to go in, good things happen. Now I'm starting to change. I'm starting to counter-counter balance their reinforcement history so while there's a lot of weight on the side that says i hate the trailer i'm starting to put weight on the other side that says actually The trailer predicts good things. Good things happen when I'm near the trailer. The trailer is my friend. After some repetition of this, we actually can counter condition or eventually get into classic conditioning the trailer. So they see the trailer and they have endorphins and dopamines because they just think it's a great thing. So we can, that's one of the tactics that we can use and taking them up the side of the trailer sometimes i let them put their head in the door that's up you know the kind of the human door in the front just so they can see it and smell it and kind of get a little familiar with it you can reinforce them for that but it doesn't look like a place where we're trying to get them in this is again another way that we can build their reinforcement history and it's a choice that they make to get close to it that doesn't feel like an old well-established uh aversive we'll say And one of the things I found typically when I'm working with a green horse and I'm using the positive reinforcement, they get in pretty readily. And the next thing you know, you're like, stop loading in the trailer. And that will be your next problem is getting them to stop instead of just loading right in. Or even I've seen people send me videos, when they were working on it. Then the horses were cantering into a four horse. And I'm like, okay, that's not very safe, but, but it was nice to see the eagerness of the horse seeing this as a bit of a game. Another technique that we can use, that is a great technique to get the horse near the trailer, but not necessarily on the trailer is doing what we call A to Bs, where you send from one person to the other person and they can be going, to the other person who just happens to be by the ramp. And this is a well-established skill they've done other places. And it's another way that they can kind of focus on going to the person, not worrying about that open trailer. And you can actually, if you're by yourself, you can do that also by using a stationary target. You can put like a handheld target in a traffic cone and then it makes it quite mobile and you can move it around to different places. You can even have several of them set up. So you can point them to one, point them to the other, point them to the other. As they're getting better, sometimes what I then do is start putting the traffic cone on the ramp. When that goes good, I might put the traffic cone just inside. So it means a foot is going to be on the ramp or two feet on the ramp. And then we kind of can build up from there. The other thing to keep in mind as we go is that backing away from the trailer, if the trailer by now is an unpleasant association, backing away and leaving the trailer is actually quite reinforcing. But let's put that at our discretion so if you get a good approximation click and feed say that's great and then you initiate the walking away i don't feed as much away from the trailer i save the food for going the clicks and the feeds for going towards the trailer or on the trailer so that is a really uh, nice way to go because it's you're saying yep that's great now i will take you away and what this does remember we've talked about trigger stacking where Adrenaline piles on top of adrenaline which piles on top of adrenaline and pretty soon it is like watching a scary movie and you know you're like no no don't go in the house and so your adrenaline's going up watching the scary movie and then all of a sudden your phone rings. And the phone can ring all day long and you don't care. But at that moment with your adrenaline and you being on edge, you just fly through the roof. You're like, oh my gosh, the phone. Well, that's what trigger stacking is. So as our horses are going, oh, don't like the trailer, but I put a foot in the trailer. Uh-oh, I'm in the trailer. You say, great. You feed that and then walk away. You, this lets her adrenaline go back down, go off to a nice favorite easy behavior somewhere and reinforce them a little bit for the other parts, but more heavily on the trailer part but you let that adrenaline go back down and then you go back to doing the more challenging thing and this helps to prevent some of that trigger stacking and it keeps it reinforcing partly by saying that's it we're going to leave for a minute and I'm going to tell you that same technique is really really important for the horse who finds this aversive for keeping them really short and sweet and you say see that's all there is to it and then they're like that's all there is to it I could do that again and you want that kind of attitude So we're going to try and shift their focus and their orientation and like I said the new horses don't tend to have the apprehension They're like, I don't know what this is and if we've built a Reinforcement history with us in general and the training pretty soon they start looking around thinking new stuff is great I love new stuff new stuff instead of being neophobic where they say new stuff is terrifying It's scary. They think New stuff is fun. New stuff is another opportunity for reinforcement. And this is really a great thing to be working on all the time because this is what takes your horse to the clinic or the show. And and as they see all the new stuff, instead of being overloaded, they're kind of like, wow, this is great. This is all kind of entertaining in a way and opportunities for reinforcement. So those are all pieces you can work on. I'm going to tell you a couple other little things that you can do to build up to the trailer stage. One of the things that's been quite useful is getting a piece of plywood and teaching them. And a lot of times if you can staple some, put something on it that makes it so it's not slippery, whether you paint some abrasive tread or you stick tread on or you staple a mat to it. Uh anything to keep it so it's not slippery because that's just going to add to the worry but getting your horse to learn how to step onto this kind of odd sensation and sound underfoot a lot of times can mimic the sound and feel of the trailer ramp so or even the trailer itself so it's kind of can feel like a little bit not quite the same as stepping on ground. It can feel a little bit more foreign, maybe even a touch unstable, not slippery, but you know, stepping on a trailer, the trailer can rock a little bit. So that is also an excellent tool that you can use to help build up for the different parts. What I find is a lot of horses have different parts of trailer loading that are worrisome for them you know some it is the claustrophobic thing the things overhead it you know is a trailer short for a big horse a short trailer actually only kind of compounds their it's not as inviting and open and if they do get panicky and they hit their head now you've got kind of another element that you're going to have to deal with so if you have a big horse really try to find a roomy a trailer that's seven four or taller is ideal um but So, so some horses, it is the, the, the the sensation of what they're stepping on. Some, it is a sensation of going into something that maybe is overhead for some, it is going to be like when the dividers close. So there's different elements that can be part of what worries them about trailer loading. And then frankly, we'll deal with this a little more. We'll talk more in the next part. It can be the moving and it can also be landing at a new site. And now it's, can be for a horse who is frightened by new places and overwhelmed by new situations that unto itself can be the problem. And then the trailer becomes a predictor that says we're going to another place. So pretty soon they don't want to get into a trailer because they don't want to land in a place that makes them feel more insecure and uncertain about stuff. So there's a lot of different pieces that we want to kind of be paying attention to. And remember, we really want to be paying attention to their body language and keeping them under threshold. So does the eye look big and worried? Does the lip look square and tense? Does the, is the head high? Do, are they rocking back on their, their haunches more than going forward? You know, are they stomping? Are their tail flicking? <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of things that you look for. And a lot of times the head and face and body give you a lot of information before the pulling back, you know, it, the, it just looks, a little tense and a little bit more worried and a little bit more apprehensive, even if they are going forward. So pay attention to all those things and try to work slow enough that your horse stays under or just at threshold. Of course we may be kind of challenging them just a little, but we want to be enough that they can process. It's not where they feel fight or flight and cortisol and worried. We want it just enough where they're like, okay, I can do this. Oh, I did this. This worked out great. So they can learn that kind of doing these things, things is, even if it's just a touch worrisome that, wow, this worked out great. But remember, we don't move to the next step until they are relaxed and really confident and solid at the step we're at. So just because we got away with it, it doesn't mean they like it yet. It means that they tolerated it, but we want to make it look, we want to see them look like, I just don't care. This is no big deal. And then we'll move to the next step. So little tiny bits. Okay, so using that piece of plywood can help. Also, if you have any place where you can set up like a little, straight away you know if you can have even just cones that you set along a fence and ask your horse to go in those and back out of those you know so it could be in the corner of the fence so he backs in walks into that straight away and then backs out of that straight away walks into that straight away backs out of that straight away you could put the board in there walks into this kind of place it feels a little bit uh limiting you could even put tape on those cones and so that they can walk in walk out and you kind of can be mimicking some of the pieces of the trailer the sensation and the skill of backing in and out of an area that can help their confidence and the reinforcement history for that behavior anyway so there's a whole lot of pieces there to think of and i'm going to be working with a horse that will i know can kind of get in the trailer, but it's been a while and the trailer's in a new place. So now that we've shifted the context, we were probably going to lose some behavior as some criteria and we haven't done it in a long time. So I'm going to see where we are with it and kind of be reworking it and trying to build it into a better place. Some of you people may have a harder Situation: Your horse may be behind this horse and some of you may have a better situation where your horse is loading up quicker, but we'll just see how that all goes. Okay. So now what I want you to do, I want you to get your horse ready, get the trailer ready, get your stuff ready. So get your side bucket, get your, your food, get your clicker, or get your target, um, and also, a thing I didn't mention, on, wait before, let me slow down a moment. Um, the stationary target is an excellent tool to use. If you have trained the stationary target, I'm going to be working with a two horse tra- trailer today, but I don't care if you have a true horse or a slant load. So, this is a straight load, so it's going to be straight on, straight off. But even if you have a slant load, using the stationary target, use the same. St- stationary target that you used before you can use the one in the cone and the target, but I will even mount the ones I mount in their stalls and their pastures and things and put that in the trailer. So once we get close enough, I can point that out and bring a familiar piece to them that they know what to do with. And as we talked about in the tra- in the targeting lesson, is a lot of times it becomes a bit of security blanket. So as they might feel a little bit uneasy, like, ah, oh, but I know what to do with that. And that represents good. So We can, I'm going to be using a stationary target today too, if we can get to that point, but I'm definitely going to be using the kind of the mobile stationary targets, which is the handheld targets in the cone. Okay. So back to what I was saying. Get your trailer ready, get it ideally to a place where you can, where you can walk your horse on and off easily and have them at Liberty. Um, and and if you have a two horse, it's ideal if you can also open it up as much as possible. So it feels as roomy as possible. Lesson two, we'll get to closing it down a little bit more. So I'm going to have the, the, the divider over. So it makes it more inviting. So get it to a good place. Get your horse Get your uh, your your treats, your side buckets, your food, your fanny packs, whatever you're using, your targets, your clickers, and we're going to meet when you're ready. So I want you to turn this off, go get those pieces together, and I will meet you back here in just a minute. Okie dokie, here we go. Okay, so today I have a uh, Pito with me, and Pito is um hasn't been in like I said in the trailer in a while, and he's a he's a big old thoroughbred who has lots of energy. So I have that kind of horse. <laughs> so it's not. He is he's a big personality, so we're going to try to be, be building up his confidence through this process. I have the trailer in an outdoor arena. If you can take it to an indoor arena, more power to you. I would do that because now you have a lot less things for them to process. There's no horses running next door. There's no wind. There's no whatever those pieces might be, but I am in, I'm in an outdoor arena and I'm in Santa Fe in the spring and Santa Fe in the spring has wind. So we're going to uh, be working as much as we can to help keep him together a bit. Right now it's not super windy, but it can be at any moment time. So again, remember if you, we have some, different areas Well, i have set up this is actually our liberty arena so horses come out here and can do some obstacles they can do the reverse round pen they can this is an area they're used to being at liberty in here so i have a lot of room for him to go away which is you know a good or bad it just is (laughs) and that's but i also have in this arena up in the corner as i mentioned earlier i do have a um a that goes up to the corner of the fence and you know those traffic pylons Good Point I'm gonna clicking and feeding pedo cuz he's still right here with me And yeah, I'm just talking and he's great But this is really good because what pedo needs to do is be relaxed and calm and bring his energy down So working this actually right now is not a bad thing to do and what we're gonna do so that was great So we're kind of just halfway between in the front of the arena and the front of the trailer And the trailer is not hooked up to a truck because it is stabilized. It's a big one and we have it stabilized so it won't teeter-totter and tip. So of course you gotta think of that part. But we're kind of, he's not at the back end of the trailer where it's worrisome, we're kind of up to the front. Up in the front here though, I have, you know those traffic they're not really traffic cones. They're the things that are straight up. They're like pylons almost with a big base. And we have little webbing that goes between them. So it creates a little bit of a shoot. So I'm gonna take him in here first and I have a stationary target on the front fence ahead of us. So I'm gonna go up here and remind him of doing that. So he gets the idea of this going to the target in this little shoot area. Of course, this is all open. This isn't the same as a trailer, but it can mimic some components. Okay. Hey, Pito, can you target? Go ahead, target. Good. Click, and then I'm going to go up and feed him. Now, in this situation, a lot of times I have him come back to feed me. In this situation, I'm going to run up to feed him up there because I want him to learn the staying versus the backing out. Now, this exercise is something Pito has done before. So this isn't kind of a new concept for him, but I wanted to get him thinking about it. And at first when I sent, I asked him to go, he just stared off at other horses playing next door. <laughs> Everybody, the horses next door always love to watch these sessions. Okay, so we're gonna try it again, that was great. And so now I've asked him to back out, good boy. Okay, target. Good, and he marched straight up, click, good, went up and I'm feeding him. So that was good, this was just a little bit to say, hey, Peto, are you with me? Are you agreeable? Are you working with me? Are you choosing to be focused on me right now? Because sometimes in Liberty Paddock, it's not the easiest thing. And they go, no, I've, I'm playing. So that was great. So I feel like I have a horse who is saying, yes, I'm ready to work with you. And so we're starting our session properly. So now what I'm doing, I'm taking them up. I have a handheld target in my hand. And I've also, so I have lots of handheld targets everywhere. Because I have the ones in the cones. I have one. On each side of the open door and I am working with a two horse straight load so probably they're like 15 feet from the open door and I have one at the base of the ramp so I'm just gonna walk him around here and so far he's going pretty good we're walking we're kind of by the wheel well I'm clicking and feeding right now because what I like is that he is walking calm without any inkling of being concerned right now so we're not going to the back of the trailer. He's not seeing the open back. He's just walking along the side towards we're gonna to have to make a turn, you know because we're walking from the the, the truck part to the uh, to the back. So that was great. so I clicked and fed him for that because he's nice and relaxed. If right now you have a horse who looks, um, he's high headed, I want you to take circles. If I felt like my horse was high headed, if Pito was doing that, I would just kind of keep walking circle in a figure eight on the side until I felt like I had him back to a nice relaxed place. But I do have him in a place, so I'm a good place. So I'm gonna continue along to the back. And now I'm gonna point him to that target ahead of us. Target. Good and then i click and i'm going to run over there and feed him and running up to your horse is another thing you have to be sure he's good at before you go running up to do that because you could terrify him but he is he does this he knows he has this crazy lady and so that was really good so what it did here it was kind of like i said i have their two um mobile handheld targets or stationary targets They're flanking the doors. They're off about 15 feet off of the ramp. So what it did, it brought him up close enough to actually now see in the trailer, but but only from a side eye. You know, so now he can see the open trailer, this nice inviting open trailer, but we're just doing an exercise we do all the time. So he gets to kind of have a look at it, and this probably changed how he's... You know, he probably focused a little differently, but he went up and you could see him kind of look in and then go right to the trailer. So that was nice. Now I'm gonna walk him past this first cone and I'm making a big wide, I'm going probably 20 feet back from the trailer and I'm making a big turn and I'm gonna send him to the other target on the other door. So now we're walking kind of past the open door, but he's off the other flanked uh, stationary or mobile stationary target. Isn't that just like a oxymoron? <laughs> but the so he goes over there. Okay. Hey Pito Target. Okay, he wandered off a little bit. Pito, come here. Pito, come here. So I gave him a hand target. And I when I say his name and present my open hand, I've taught him to come to that. So he's here and I click and I feed him. That's good. Okay, I'm going to line him back up. So we're heading in the direction of the target to help set him up for success. I'm going to take a step or two in that direction and say, go. Okay. And so now he went over to target. click and I'm running over to feed him. So that's good. So that's nice. Okay. Now what I'm doing, he's for a minute. So let's slow down. Sometimes I, when I'm talking and doing it, I want to go faster and I got to remember to pay attention to him and what he's telling me because he's giving me all the information I need. Is he comfortable with this or is he high headed? If he's high headed, I'm going to continue to walk around and just do these side ones for a little bit until I feel like he relaxes. If I had that horse today, I would probably do a few of those and end there. But I know that pedo's a little bit past there, so if your horse is still worried, don't be trying to get too closer to the trailer yet. Just And maybe you need to move those, those targets out further. So take them further away so the adrenaline can go back down and then make them a big figure eight that comes back and closer and farther away. But Pito's in a good place. So I'm going to go make, I'm going to walk towards the back of the trailer now. So I'm doing a big wide kind of 25 feet back or so good now we're walking towards the trailer I'm clicking I clicked right there and fed and what I like there we're not even to the target because remember I have a target right in the center of the base of the ramp so he is not I'm not even saying get on the trailer trailers out the targets outside the trailer but what I liked is he was walking up with me nice and calm and normal so remember what do we want to see more of we want to see good boy I'm giving him another handful i want to see more of the walking nicely so if he starts backing and slowing that's not ideally where i'm going to bridge and reinforce i i may take him i may turn away and come back again so i'm clicking as he was i clicked far enough back that i knew he would still be walking nicely with me he wasn't concerned at all so i clicked the walking because what do i want to see more of i want to see walking i don't want to see him stopping at the trailer or stopping on the ramp or stopping in the in the as we walk in the trailer I want to see him walking so I'm gonna click walking because this is the most important part is this this flowing to the trailer so I clicked and I fed that quite well I'm gonna circle around again and we're gonna do that again so here we go and now I'm gonna keep walking and this time I'm going to ask him to touch that target good okay pedo target Okay. Click. Good. Good. Very good. Now, I took a moment. So, I'm running up to feed him because that is what I want to see. And I like. I want to meet him up there. I don't want him to keep thinking, go away, unless I'm asking him to go away. And if at this stage, he wants to back away really readily, I know that he's actually not. He's showing me he's not quite as comfortable up there. But he's waiting right there for me. I did see, though, as we walked up, he kind of he looked he took a big bright look in the trailer and then he touched the target but to me for him I didn't feel like it looked like you know there's a difference between the big nervous look in the trailer like oh what is that and just kind of a what is that and I felt like it was a more relaxed and he went very relaxed to the target and let go of kind of being worried about the trailer so that was great. So, this time what I'm going to do, so again, if your horse is not looking relaxed yet, repeat this exercise a few times. You know, if he still looks in a little bit like, "Whoa," you can repeat it and you can leave it here and this is a great place to go. I know Pito is a little further along than than a lot of the horses I've started with. So, I'm kind of move I know that we're going to get a little further than than a lot of you probably will today. But that's okay. That's we're not comparing, you know, one to the other. That doesn't matter. It's every individual okay so he's great we're gonna walk so what i'm doing actually i'm gonna move the um the target up i'm gonna put it a foot into the trailer so now in order for him to touch it he's gonna have to put a foot on the ramp well he's pretty tall he might not have to but i'm gonna look for a foot moving as we get there so we're gonna make a big circle again So now we're going to walk um, not far, not as far as we were going, but I am walking probably 15 feet back and then we're going up to the, towards the ramp and I'm going right to the base of the ramp with him and then I'm going to point to target. Good. Okay. It took him a minute. So I clicked and fed there. So I'm feeding him again. So let me give him a couple handfuls. Good boy. And remember, this is where we really want to be that counter or classic conditioning. So what I got there from him is he first reached with his neck and then, which, okay, technically we could take that. I got a little bit of what I call greedy trainer syndrome. I probably should have just taken that and fed him and be done with it. But what he did, he then moved, he didn't move a front foot, but he moved a back foot closer. So I clicked the moving of that back foot because really this isn't about touching the target as much as it is the feet moving to the target because the target is there to create behavior which is moving, all feet moving towards and on the trailer. So I drew attention to that back foot coming up. So Pito knows the click. So when I click that, he remembers, what did I just do that got me rewarded? It doesn't mean it's strong enough to overpower a worry, but it is the start. So we're going to do that again. I'm going to take him off in the other direction. Just so we're kind of, we're coming at it straight still, but I'm just peeling off in the other direction. And we're going to walk back about 10 feet again. And then we're going to make that nice straight walk. And like, while I like to do it straight, and so I help prevent any stepping off the edge of the ramp, or I just want him to think straight in. And so we're going to go up and target. Excellent, and that time he put his two feet on the front the, on the on the ramp And that is going to be perfect for me today. That's where I want to leave it today So I'm going to give him a feeding him a few handfuls right here and Even you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put a couple handfuls on the ramp so I'm laying a couple handfuls on the ramp so he can Sit and kind of nosh for a moment. And what is really nice about this is, is he if he's relaxed enough, he's going to let go of worrying about the trailer and just be eating right here by the trailer in kind of a mindset of grazing, as opposed to because grazing is relaxed. So that's my hope that he's in that mindset. But I want to leave it here. So I think that's great. So remember, we might not all be at the same places, but we do want to end at a good a good place so take it back to wherever it is that you feel like you can end at a good place find something worthy and something good and give them a lot for that And say this is great if this is where we are today this is where we are today and then we're going to when you're ready and Pito's about ready he's still kind of chewing but when you found a good place to end what I want you to do is to go ahead and close the stuff down and get ready so we will uh I want you to go ahead and turn off your uh podcast and get your horse put him away get him in a safe place put get your trailer back to a safe place if you need to move it then take the time to move it but you know if you want to close it up whatever it is you want to do get those pieces together and I will meet you back in a few minutes Okay, now our homework assignment, of course, is what we wanna practice for the next couple weeks. And because we're doing part one and part two, it's really important that you pay attention to the homework. So of course you can do this separate. If you're not in a good place in a couple of weeks, you could do it later, but we're going to kind of give you some exercises to work on and look for in the things to do, because this is to help strengthen the behavior and repetition is really, these are simple exercises, but it really is the repetition that's going to build the, the, the best part of it. So one of the things we also want to do is be sure that we are comfortable feeding doing lots of sessions and feeding lots of things. And one of the things that I find is an integral part of that is the feed that we choose and the treats that we choose. And I always use Cavalier feeds and with some Cavalier treats mixed in. So let's learn a little bit more about Cavalier and then we'll come back and get to our homework. Cavalier is a horse feed supplement and care product company that was founded in Belgium 30 years ago. And they have been producing feed for the U.S. market since 2012. Its nutrition is based in the way horses are meant to eat. Cavalor's philosophy is based around mimicking the horse's natural diet and how they would eat in the wild, while recognizing that the demands we put on them today are different than wild horses of long ago. One of the things I love about Cavalor is that their products are natural, backed by research and science, and are proven to be effective. That's why Cavalor was a feat of choice for over 100 riders in the most recent World Equestrian Games, for riders in every discipline and from countries around the world. Not only do they make feed, but they also have a complete line of supplements and care products. If you've struggled with any kind of nutritional issue with your horse, you know that all products don't really work as advertised. So that's why Cavaliers is unique. Their products don't make it to the market until they have been proven effective in making noticeable differences in the issue a horse is facing. A lot of times we have behavioral issues with horses, but a lot of these issues actually have a nutritional root. With the positive reinforcement or clicker training, we strive to help the horses to be truly happy. To me, part of that that philosophy, well, really a big part of that philosophy, includes making sure I'm doing everything I can to ensure their emotional as well as physical well-being. There's no denying that a good diet is a huge factor in that equation. The best part is Cavalier's team is so easy to work with. You can reach out to them through their website or Facebook page and a real life person will call you back to personally talk you through your horse's nutritional needs. Learn more about their products at www.cavalor.us or reach out to them through their Facebook page, Cavalor North America. I tell you, you'll be glad you did. Okie dokie. Now. So we have probably all ended at different places with this exercise. this exercise. So our homework is going to be a little bit different. So Pito is, like I said, he is one who has done this. He has not not done it to the point of moving the trailer. So he's not hundred percent solid and it's been a while, but, He still has trepidation, you know, so I still have a bit to work through there. I really work to try to look at where he is, where is he emotionally? Is he under threshold? Is he managing this? Is he okay? And you know, one of the ways he can tell me if he's not managing it, one, running off. And so that can happen where he's like, oh, but no. The other thing that sometimes they do is they may go to an easier exercise. Like sometimes they'll be like, well, I don't want to touch that target that's close to the ramp. I want to touch the target that's over there that's further. Can I do that? So it's a way that he's saying this is too much or this is harder, but I still want to do it. So move your target back a little bit. The one that's close to the ramp, you can move it, you know, a few feet away until he gets kind of close to doing it. So just because you didn't end where Peto and I ended, or maybe you ended a little better than us. But I would say that that's not a bad thing. It's just all the information for us to figure out what to do next. So remember to pay attention to those things. Keep them relaxed. The more that we can keep them relaxed in doing this, I know this can seem like slow and a lot of repetition, but believe me, between the latent learning and the classic conditioning, we're really going to change their minds. And I always say, slow down, you'll go faster. And this is a really important element of this because it really is uh, one of the things to take the time and build the right mindset behind it, it will, it will just come back tenfold in, in your, your reinforcement for you later on down the road. Okay. So what I want you to do is when things are going good and you feel like we're below threshold, move that, that, um, you can move that cone in a little bit further and a little bit further until they're getting more fee and more fee on the ramp. Remember, click not for the touching the target necessarily because the touching the target is important too, but it really is the feet moving that is more important than the touching the target. So sometimes if the target is in a simple place, what can be happening? We can actually be touching the stop or be bridging or clicking on the stopping versus the going. So look for the adjustments of approaching and reaching towards and trying to get to the target because that's the most important part is the the pursuing the target. So it could be that you take some where just their head and neck has touched the target because you're like, yep, I get it. You're trying beyond your comfort zone a little bit. So maybe I need to slow it down so feet can move a little bit, but you're also still working on classically conditioning that that the trailer and the presence of the trailer being on the trailer and then remember to take a lot of breaks in between keep these sessions really short and sweet but you be the one to initiate the going away and give them a little break remember not a lot of food back there but more food up close and more food as we're on or closer now as we've worked on that stationary target you may get to the point where you can go and send them up to the stationary target. But I'm really kind of thinking we're going to save that and maybe closing the door a bit for next time. But this is, you're kind of in between both things. So you can have them go up and touch the stationary target. That would be a great skill to be getting worked out. But if your horse doesn't get there, that's okay. And if, and hopefully what you do is get your horse where you can get that The mobile stationary target, the mobile, the target in the cone, get it up further and further and further so that they can go up and go all the way up to touching the, the cone in the, in the front of the trailer and you can be up in the front of the trailer and as much as possible reinforce 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 there if you have a manger or if you can bring one of those rubber feed tubs that you can get jeffers you can set one of those up there and you can just give them a bunch of food up there and say look you gave me a little i give you a lot that's all there is to it now let's go back now pretty quick you'll find that they start going if you've kept them short enough and super reinforcing pretty soon they're like i want to go to the target That. I mean, in this trailer, because it's super easy and super reinforcing. So that's kind of our goal is to change that mindset. So ideally, you're getting them up to and into following that, the mobile, the cone target, all the way up to the front of the trailer with it open. We'll kind of shift that next time to being being able to point them in. But for now, I wouldn't really worry about that too much. If you do have a, a stationary target also mounted up there, you could start to point that out and see if they can recognize it and go to it so they go from one cone to the other cone so now we can have them start looking at the stationary target going to the cone target and and that's all kind of going with you next time we're going to work a little bit more about being able to send them in and staying a little bit and then about the uh then also being the Closing the dividers a little bit, starting that process and where we go from there. Also, if it, in this trailer I have, it has a door that I can step out of. So it has a, a human door on the other side of the, the chest bar. So I can get them up there. And there's a manger hanging in the trailer, which makes it quite easy. Because I can feed, 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 and then I can step out the door while they're eating a lot of the food. So it's a way that I can approximate me walking away a little bit. So I'm just going to step down and step back up and give more food, and step down, step back up, give more food. I'm going to give them enough food that they're still eating in between. It's not that they're going to run out of food in between, but I want them to think, okay, the human left, but the human comes back in and gives me more food. I want them to also almost station up there. If you can get to that point, that would be an amazing part. And that's where we want to get to really before we proceed to the next part. So really work till you can get to that point. And I know that I can get there pretty simply with, uh, with Pito. I just didn't want to push it today. I just felt like I want to end this where all is good. I don't even want to, to push beyond where it can do it. I don't want to get greedy trainer syndrome where I go, oops, I should have left it there. I want to leave it there and say, thank you. That was perfect. And make it really keeping it below threshold and keeping that adrenaline down. So that's what I would like you to work on for the next couple of weeks. And like I said, if you got to come back later, if you need to spend a month doing it, you spend whatever it is. If you can do two sessions a day, That would be fantastic because they're so short and sweet. It's not like they're they're long intensive sessions. You're going, it's going to take, we're going to spend five minutes up there. And that's a great thing. So if you can keep your, sessions and do twice a day. That would be fantastic. If you live by your horses and you can do three times a day, that's even better, but spread them out a little bit for the three sessions a day. And, and if you miss a day or a day or two, don't worry about it. Latent learning will be taking toll. It'll be working and doing its job behind the scenes. And frankly, if your horse is really kind of feels aversive about the trailer, I would probably give more breaks where, you know, one session is doing the trailer loading with loads of food. And then we might go do some other thing that's a little funner and easier, funnerer and easier. So it's not all stress, stress, stress and letting it go a little bit in between, but make it super reinforcing. So don't be stingy on that. And that's where, again, it's great to use a low sugar feed like the Cavalor. Okay so that's a lot of pieces to get together there and it's it's going to be all over the map for people so I want you slower is better than pushing too fast so it may seem like it's just repetition but that's okay trust me it'll be better to do it that way but I want you to be the one initiating going off and if sometimes they go off on their own like you're up here and you're saying I'm Now I'm right up here with the target because you can go right behind the target too. If they back off, sometimes I just wait there and say, okay, you can back off if you want to, but I'm going to be right here. And so as long as you feel like it's low enough that they can make that choice to come back. And I say, well, when you're here is when you get reinforced and then try to build up that repetition and then you be the one to initiate the backing off if you can. Okay, so there's a lot of pieces. So there you go. And I would be, I I know you guys are all going to do great. You just remember your horse gives you the information you need. Go at his place. Keep him comfortable and keep looking, clicking on those feet, moving forward as much as you can. Okay. There you go. So. Now that we've got that all worked out, I want you to work on that part, and I'll be working with Pedo too, so he's ready for the next the next lesson. And you can listen to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast players. You can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app, which is again easy to use, and it is available for both the iOS devices, uh, so your Apple devices, as well as your Androids. Uh, just search Horse Radio Network in the app and it is free too. So that's always a big bonus. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at www.horseradionetwork.com. And of course, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to www.on-target-training.com. Uh, so there you go. That's it. Until next time, enjoy getting your horse on target. Bye.